0: It's rather rare for a film that doesn't make an immediate splash to get another go around, but if there are extenuating circumstances or if a studio really believes in an idea it might be given that second wind. With this miracle shot you better not miss your chance to blow up big this time. Whether re-releases of the same film, different cuts, entire remakes or films based around the same concept, it's always a shame to see a property slip up twice. You are meant to learn from your previous mistakes, but these movies tanked hard on multiple occasions. I'm CypherWhatCulture.com, and these are nine movies that bombed twice. Number nine, Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko is a cult classic sci-fi thriller that touches on a broad array of themes and topics such as psychosis, time travel and smurf genitalia. Jack Gyllenhaal's breakout role sees him portray the glassy-eyed eponymous character who struggles with visions of his murderous best friend Frank the Rabbit. The film premiered at Sundance Festival 2001 where it was met with pretty blank responses which may explain why it took six months for Donnie Darko to acquire a distribution deal. When it hit US theaters in October, the commercial reaction was much the same. Audiences didn't know what the film was about and its bleak tone in the aftermath of the 9-11 terrorist attacks didn't make it all that appealing. However, the film did generate buzz with some that had taken a risk on it and this began the beginning of its underground swell of support. Donnie Darko didn't make it over to the UK on its first run and it took a whole year before Britain could see it. Whilst this release is generally talked about as saving the movie from total disaster, the amount of money the British release brought in, $2 million, only looks big compared to the US's final take of a mere $500 thousand. Donnie Darko did not fare well in cinema on either side of the pond but did wind up making a few more million through re-releases and strong home video sales. Number eight, Onward. Many films set up to release in March 2020 had their opportunities cut short due to the COVID-19 pandemic. One in particular that was most unfortunate was seeing a Pixar property crumpling under the weight of the real-world situation. Onward is your standard affair of Pixar's brand of touching, family-friendly fun that follows the story of two elf brothers as they journey in search of a gem to revive their deceased father. Despite perhaps not being the most memorable compared to Pixar's otherwise stunning portfolio, its strong leading duo of Chris Pratt and Tom Holland should have guaranteed great Numbers. After around three weeks since the movie debuted, however, most cinemas around the world found themselves closed. The film made $141 million box office in this time, falling short of its production budget by about 30 to 60 million. In July 2020, UK theatres trialled opening their doors, and Onward was on the list of those offered to keen and brave cinema goers. Unfortunately, it was too little and far too late, and the extra few thousand dollars weren't significant enough to fill that remaining financial dent. People were too busy rightfully discussing the future of the institution of the cinema, rather than flocking to gather together to see a middle-of-the-road Pixar romp. Onward is only Pixar's second ever financial failure, but unlike 2015's The Good Dinosaur, I suppose it at least has a good excuse. Number seven, Hellboy 2004 and 2019. Before the era of the MCU, a comic book adaption film was a rare thing, and the most unexpected of heroes took huge risks if they wanted to step up to the silver screen. Dark Horse Comics Hellboy, played by Ron Perlman, was a fun but gritty action-packed romp that was a hard sell to a mass audience. Hellboy did outgross its production budget, grabbing a box office of $99 million to its $66 million cost, but there were extenuating circumstances that caused the film to make less money than it perhaps was expected to, or could have done. Because of the word Hell in the title some theatres were quite uncomfortable carrying the pictures, some outright refused to show it and some changed the title on the placard hilariously to Hello Boy. The film also mysteriously disappeared from some cinemas over Easter weekend as religious superstition took hold. Still Hellboy made enough money back to warrant a sequel, which was far more successful. When it came time for a third, changes in director and lead actor turned the project into a reboot, much like the 2004 version, the 2019 interpretation of Hellboy just about made back its production budget, albeit by an even lesser margin, $55 million box office to a $50 million cost. Where the two films had similar financial stories, they did differ in reception. The Hellboy reboot was despised by critics, the general audience, and even director Nick Marshall, who said, you can't polish a turd about the finished product. Number 6. The Thing 1982 and 2011 Considering the cultural importance of John Carpenter's The Thing it did not make the numbers you would expect during its theatrical release. The tale of paranoid Antarctic outpost workers fighting back against a constantly morphing alien force only returned $19 million over its $15 million budget. The Thing was not an abject failure in cinemas, but considering the high hopes the team had, plus the studio injecting its highest budget for a creature-based horror film at the time, it fell very short. It didn't help that the movie released around the same time as supernatural horror poltergeist which earned a much higher return against its smaller budget. Over time The Thing was celebrated for its successes on home video and eventually a follow-up was put into production. The 2011 film of the same name is a strange beast in that it acts in parts as a perfect prequel to the 1982 classic but also outright copy and paste certain parts of the original in ways that can only be described as a remake. Either way The Thing sought to adapt the original concept and avoid the same pitfalls. Its international box office of 31 million dollars fell shy of the $38 million budget that was exacerbated by replacing practical effects that had been filmed with CGI in post-production and reshoots for an entirely new ending. Despite its best efforts, 2011's The Thing could not transform into a redemption arc for the 1982 original. In the string of live-action Disney remakes, the choice to adapt Mulan into a very straight-laced affair was a bold one. Gone were the catchy songs and the wise-cracking Mushu, and instead we had high-budget fantasy action drama and political controversy. Mulan's original release was scheduled for the holiday slot of 2018, but it was significantly delayed until March 2020. Unsurprisingly, the COVID-19 pandemic saw that release date repeatedly slide until Disney eventually decided that they just needed to do something different. was the first new film to come to Disney Plus with what the company called a premium fee, available to be streamed in the United States for the price of $29.99. Only 10% of Disney Plus's subscriber base opted to pay for a rental of the film, raising an estimated $60 to $90 million. It was a trial-by-fire situation, but Mulan's budget was a whopping $200 million, and there wasn't a hope in hell it would break even this way, let alone cut a profit. The countries that later did see a theatrical release for Mulan across Asia and Europe had some understandably half-filled screens and brought the film's theatrical box office to $70 million. One of the biggest contributors to this final number was China, but even so it's very clear that the number could have been much bigger. China did not respond well to the movie due to many contributing factors. A very sudden release, political controversies among its filming locations and cast, and negative reactions online from Chinese viewers who had previously pirated the film. Number four, Judge Dredd and Dredd. As classic as the design of the character is, and praise can be given to how it portrayed the police state Megacity 1, the 1995 Judge Dredd film was lambasted upon release. It was not the satirical sci-fi action flick that fans of the comic books had been waiting for, and was instead a dull soulless affair with Sylvester Stallone providing a wooden performance as the titular Dredd. In the US, the movie only made $35 million in box office, but thankfully its international release saw it just about cross the line of breaking even. It didn't make nearly enough as expected of a film helmed by a star of Stallone's pedigree in the role of such a beloved character. That's why it took over 15 years for the street judge to return to cinema screens with 2012's Dread being an offering that really walked back a lot of the original's errors. Its deadpan humour and cynical worldview were married perfectly with Carl Urban's portrayal of Dread. Expectation for the film's return was somewhat low considering its adult rating and the general perception of the property following 1995's misfire. However, Dread under Performed even this. Its box office return of $40 million overall was far less than the original and whilst the budget was smaller it couldn't quite manage to turn a profit. Fans certainly got a film that they could perhaps finally enjoy but it seems that Judge Dredd movies just aren't built for mainstream cinema glory. Number three Peter Pan and Pan When it comes to the definitive version of Peter Pan, you're likely in one of two camps. It's either all about the 1953 Disney animated classic or 1991's Hook, starring Robin Williams. Both films offer something different and are great in their own ways. However, Peter Pan in the cinema may have two great successes, but it also has two great failures. In 2003, Universal Studios tried their hand at making a live-action film of J.M. Barry's novel with Jason Isaacs as the villainous Captain Hook. The movie struggled without a strong recognisable cast and the looming shadow of Lord of the Rings Return of the King which had released one week prior. Even taking the film's reportedly $100 million in marketing out of consideration it was a flop that not only failed to make back its budget but also has left no significant impact on the pantheon of Peter Pan adaptions. In 2015 Warner Brothers Greenlit their own retelling of the source material that unfortunately found the same fate. Focusing on a younger version of the story's villain the film however was to be titled Pan as a nod to 1999 one's hook. Over-reliance on CGI, a lack of strong casting, and whitewashing controversies didn't help its story that offered nothing new. Yet again, ignoring $100 million of marketing money, Pan, like Peter Pan before it, still fell short of its budget by several million dollars. Number 2. Blade Runner To non-fans, Blade Runner's complex history of alternate cuts may be difficult to follow. It's a topic of discussion not just regarding its home video releases, but it also goes back to the movie's theatrical release. On June 25th, 1982, the US got a taste of the film in what is called the US theatrical version, or domestic cut. However, Europe saw a slightly altered version. Whilst it ran for the same length of time, the international cut contained much more violence than the American release. Two different versions of the same film, however, couldn't stop the inevitable. Ridley Scott's disinterest in cookie-cutter action films made Blade Runner a tough sell to the general market. It would have fared poorly no matter where it was positioned. However, releasing in the summer of 1982 meant that it was up against some heavy hitters that stopped its moderate success from building. Those who weren't interested in hard sci-fi and Instead, turned to easier romps such as Star Trek 2, Conan and the mega-hit E.T. the extra-terrestrial. Oh and also The Thing was released on the very same day but we already know how that one ended. Whilst it did turn a profit, $41 million against its $30 million production budget is not all that significant especially considering Blade Runner's status today. Not even two different cuts could save it from having to work from underneath for its place as one of the most significant pieces of sci-fi cinema history. Sadly the belated sequel Call Blade Runner 2042 was also a commercial disappointment. This franchise just can't catch a break. Number one, Morbius. Part of Sony's ongoing collection of MCU-adjacent comic book flicks, Morbius seemed doomed to fail. It was a character that the general public had no warmth for, portrayed by an actor who had previously given us the worst portrayal of the Joker of all time. Continual reshoots caused the movie to slip from 2020 to 2022, where it landed with a damp sputter. It made back its budget, but its success fell way outside of the ballpark of other superhero films and critics top to bottom destroyed it, calling it uninspired, incoherent, and aggressively stupid. Due to its abject and expected failure, Morbius became that one unavoidable meme on social media for a while. Twitter users everywhere all piled on the joke, proclaiming fake stats about how many more billion dollars the film had made and how they were ready and waiting to purchase tickets to Morbius 2. It's Morbin time. It's a unique case to be sure, and hopefully it stays that way, as it's hard not to be embarrassed on Sony's behalf for believing the memes demonstrated sincere interest in the film. Morbius reopened following its physical release, due to incessant online chattering and surprising no one except Sony execs flopped a second time over. The movie made only $85,000 on the Friday of this one week re-release. When Jared Leto got in on the joke we all knew it was over but at the very least internet tomfoolery has made history once again and in doing so Morbius will be forever remembered